This podcast is hosted by R Double P. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government was also freaked out about the movies. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him squeezing his throat, she's screaming, who's sending here? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. And we're back. Are we on? Yep. <laughs> it's 2021. It sure is. Trump has been um, put into a sarcophagus and jet launched in the, the sun. Which well, hopefully great. by the time this episode comes out, it will have happened. No, I'm saying I'm just recapping on what's already happened in 2021. <laughs> it was great. Uh, How are you going? Oh, what, what's the name of our podcast? It's called, I think, My Fridge is Haunted. I think my fridge is haunted. Welcome, welcome, back. welcome, 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 welcome. It's season four, episode three. Damn. We've got loads to talk about today. Uh, can I... Oh, can we talk about this tree in the basement? Oh, I'm really upset about it. What, okay, what, okay right. what is going on here? So... Um, those of you who follow me on Instagram at Pistolina underscore. Um, so I've moved into this beautiful apartment in Carlton and I love it. And it's the first time I've, no, it's, it's the second time I've lived in an apartment, but, um, it's the first time I've had underground parking, which is just, Mm. it's a dream. That's cool. I secretly pretend that, yeah, I pretend my car is a horse and it's staying (laughs) in the stable at night with all its friends. I love that. I love it. I love it. Um, but, um, (laughs) last week I pulled up and there was this Japanese maple sitting like two car spaces to the right of me. And I'm like, damn, that's a nice tree. Cause you know, my family, Japanese maples are beautiful. They're stunning. And my dad's a landscape gardener. So, you know, I've always gone out and bought maples with him and they're super expensive. So Mm, I'm like, they are. Why is there a maple sitting here? And it was in like a bamboo wicker basket. It was gorgeous. I'm like, someone's going to steal that. Turns out I was gonna steal. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so um, it sits there for five days, which started to make In me the feel dark. horrendously upset. Yeah, and like the leaves are starting to wilt, and it was sitting there in the dark, and it wasn't seeing sun or fresh air, and it, I got really pissed off. So I posted it on Instagram, and I'm like, guys, what should I do? Um, it's been this Japanese maple's been sitting here in the garage. Um, it's starting to die. The mm. owner is a moron. I don't know what her idea is. Um, and then everyone started writing into me being like, take it, take it, take it, take it. But Alex Deportius, thank God, yeah. was like, girl, you can't just take it. You have to leave a note and be civil. So, no, which I, is, I probably said take it. I okay. think you just said take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said take it. But because um, the security <laughs> cameras and I don't want them to track like, oh, <laughs> The girl in unit four (laughs) dragging a maple into her room. Like, (laughs) so I left a note and it was, it was actually quite cute. Like if I look at myself, I go, oh, you're so stupid. Cause I left the note there and I got really excited and I I wrote a really long, lovely note. It was also, it was almost like a pre ransom letter. Oh, (laughs) cause I was like, I'm going to take your plant but I'm giving you a chance to stop me. Here is my number. I'll buy you a bottle of wine, <laughs> but I'm going to take it if it's still here. I didn't give my name because I'm not a moron, but I gave my number. And um, then I, the next morning it was still there and the note was still stuck on the plant and she had even like pulled her car in front of the plant. So she had seen it. And so at this point I'm like, for fuck's sake. So I get the note and I get some blue tech and I stick it on her window. So she has no choice but to see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't drive anymore because Yeah, no, like you physically have to move this note. <laughs> yeah. 
so the next, so I went to bed and I had a glass of wine and I was like, oh my God, this plant's going to, you know, like if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. <laughs> and then the next day I get up at 4am to go to work and the plant is still there. The note's gone, but the plant's there. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, fuck. If it's still there by um, when I get home, I'm taking it. I got home. It was still there. What is going on? It's so bizarre. So I took the plant. I put it in the – I've I've made this beautiful little, like, greenhouse on our little terrace thing. And it looks, looks go- really it's nice. gorgeous. It look, and I watered it and I put it directly in the sun and, like, I could feel its, like, vibes, like <sighs> – and. I, I started to get like this sinking feeling because I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble. I have a bad feeling about this. Mm. So I ran down and I left a, a second note where the plant would have been. And I'm like, hey, girl. <laughs> hey, neighbor. I have your plant. Um, <laughs> I'm, a la- I'm like, my, I'm a, from a family of gardeners. I could not bear to see it sitting in the garage for a whole week in the dark. I'm like, I, I I'm watering it. It's in the sun. If you want it back, here's my number. But in the meantime, it's in my We're having a house great time. Right We're now. having a chat. I know. I'm like, it's in the sunlight. It's yeah. breathing again. Yeah. And then within half an hour, she called me. <laughs> yeah. She called me and she's like, hi, are you the woman with my plant? And I'm like, yes, actually, I was actually sitting right next to it, admiring like with your it. arm around it. Legit, I was having a <laughs> cigarette and I was sitting there smiling, looking at this thing, going, "It's gorgeous." <laughs> and then I said that I'm like, I'm actually sitting with your plant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've just watered it and it's looking great. She's like, "Well, I want it back." <gasps> and I'm like, "Oh, okay, sorry." How and then yeah, then I got really like shitty because i'm like sorry i just assumed after seeing it sitting in the garage for a week a week yeah that you didn't want that you weren't taking care of it she's no no i want it back now and i'm like well i've watered it for you and then i cracked it and i dragged it back down and i put it on instagram because i'm i'm a bit of a um social media loser and it, Everyone was messaging me being like, no, no. And then I told myself, if it's there the, tomorrow, if it's there the next day, I'm setting it on fire. <gasps> and Whoa. be like, if you can't look after it, you don't Family deserve Family annihilator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or ever, um, actually Bendy Ben from the show – Bendy Ben, we um, had drinks with him that one What's night. What's the in amazing <laughs> show that Yummy the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He messaged me and he's like, "Just replace it with a fake plant." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> then she doesn't have to. That's really good. Look after it at yeah, all. She wouldn't notice either. Yeah. Anyway, so it's actually gone. It's disappeared. So I don't, hopefully, I'm she's guessing actually she's actually taking care of it now. Put it back up. Yeah. Stupid dumbass. I know her room number because it's a car space. So. <sighs> There's so always that, look. There's always one dodgy neighbor. Yeah, wherever you live, there's always someone that's weird. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably me. <laughs> like for her, it's definitely me. Well, look, what's she going to accuse you of being? You know, a responsible garden owner. Well, look, I've kept all evidence in case I get um, taken to court or anything. You, I don't think she's going to take you to court. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you to plant court. Hey, and the judge is Kate Bush. (laughs) All right. And branded flowers. Hey! I'm just going to take my hearing aid out. It's itchy. It's reverberating. Okay, cool. Shall we we get started? Yeah. All right. How about a fact from the freezer? Facts from the freezer. Facts from the freezer. (laughs) So, um, once again... This, my fact, kind of relates to my story. Um, oh, yeah, you do this, don't you? Okay, this is my thing now. Um, but it's kind of like, it's very kind of six degrees of separation. So how about this? Avis was the first to rent cars at airports in 1946 because someone there thought it would be really handy for travellers to get a rental car at the airport rather than getting a cab to a car rental place. Well, hot. Damn, what's your episode going to be about? Uh, well, I got a lot of my information from car rental websites. Great. We're in for one <laughs> hell of an episode. <laughs> Which is so dumb. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you why later. I'm excited. It's, a, it's kind Am of I? a tourism thing. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. You're just promoting Avis. <laughs> yeah. Not sponsored. Please <laughs> sponsor, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> My fact is a single strand of spaghetti is called a bas- as fuck. A single this is a lo- there's a lot of s's in my fact. That's cool. A single strand of spaghetti is called a spaghetto. Is it? Chris is nodding. Look at her. Wow. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> okay, so it's like right, right, right. Oh. It's like me. Multiple I, me's are called it's, <clears throat> and the single me is called Edo. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know when I would ever use that in a sentence, but it's good to know. Like I probably a will now, though. If someone dies from eating spaghetti and there's a single spaghetto in their larynx, they can, the coroner can be like, spaghetti-o. It's death like, via it's spaghetto. Like, yeah, it's like, it, there's some dinosaur spaghetti in there. <laughs> or some a single spaghetto. <laughs> a single spaghetto. That's cute. I'm going to name my kids spaghetto. Nah, just, just do j- it. J- j- LOL, JK, I'm not having kids. They're horrible. <laughs> Except your kids, um, Chris, are gorgeous. Yeah. But... Children make me so angry. All right, I love that. I love Thank that fact. You. Are you gonna, you're going to go first today, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, now, guys, I'm giving you lots of warnings because it's a heavy one. Okay. It's not a heavy hitter. It's, like, very emotional. Emotionally draining. It's sad. Big warning for those of you who suffer from claustrophobia. Cla- cla- I said it? Yep. Getting the thumbs up. So big, 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 big warnings. Um, I believe in Scandinavia they say claustrophobia. Well, there you go. No, I made that up because, you know, the name Klaus. Uh, oh, it's a no, joke. No, it's, it was the dumbest <laughs> joke I've ever made. <laughs> is it Klaus the snowman from Frozen? Ugh, I hate that joke. Or is it Sven or something? It's Sven. We don't have I children. Don't know. Which is the ice one? The ice man? What's it called? An ice a snowman? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> I found the best ASMR video last night. Yeah. Speaking of, oh, speaking I can of only listen to AM- ASMR if it's done by cats. Uh, if it's a person, well, like, like a purring one or something. Oh, like cats eating because mm, oh, I love that. I love that sound. It's the cutest. Uh, or like rats eating um, Cheerios. It's, it's like crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I found this video last night. I was like, I don't know why. I don't know why. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes like you'll listen to sounds to go to sleep. Like normally yeah. I listen to I history listen to documentaries or po- podcasts, whatever. Normally I listen to history ones. But t- last night I was like, no, I want to hear someone walking on crunchy snow oh yeah that is a good sound yeah, apparently yeah. it's a thing yeah, and it is. i don't know why but yeah so i'm like um crunchy snow asmr it's a whole thing you know what else you can um youtube that has the same sound of crunchy snow what people eating cornstarch Oh, there's like a huge market for people who eat cornstarch. Oh, how weird! They, there's like I've discovered it on um my strange addiction or my taboo addiction, whatever the fuck that one is. Oh, that's so cool. Where people eat like chunks of plain cornstarch, and it has a crunchy noise. Yeah, it sounds like noise. snow. I love soap cutting cutting videos. Oh, I love. I you know what? Soap is actually a phobia of mine. I cannot touch soap. Oh, not, you don't I, like this? The I get feel? it. I like actually like start to kind of gag. I dry wow. reach, but there's there's two types of soap videos. There's the ones where they cut the soap and yeah, it's I love it's them. magical, and then there's the ones where like they just put like twenty bars of soap in a bathtub and they just swish it around. I actually like get sweaty and want to vomit. Wow, disgusting. But I think with a lot of ASMR videos, there are are ones that make you kind of go, I don't really like that. You know, like, you, you know, someone might not like the slime ones or I love the I crunchy love the slime, slime ones. I love, I love crunchy, crunchy slime. slime. Give me crunchy slime. Um, Glitter in the slime. Yeah. Glitter videos. <laughs> crunchy slime is my favorite. Especially yeah. like when they have those ones that, and they're like, this one's called like uh, autumn caramel. And you're like, oh, I can totally yeah, smell it. Totally. You know it's oh my god, I didn't know you were in the crunchy slime. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, are we meant to be? Slime. It's the foam blocks too when they crush the foam. And the sand blocks. The sand blocks. Yes, the sand blocks. Oh, the sand blocks. I love them. Love them. Chris, we're gonna have to send you these. We'll we'll tag you. Yeah. 
They're so oh, relaxing. She's leaving the room. Anyway, so I found this video and it was this person that went on a three-hour forest walk in the snow and all you can hear is just crunch, 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 Damn. and it goes for three hours. Well, now I know what I'm going to get you for your birthday. like that. Just and then an ad came on and it's hallway. like, JB has got another sale. JB, you've done that's, it again. And I was like, oh, what happened to my snow crunch? That's That should be illegal. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> I was – okay – I know we're <laughs> lagging a bit. I've got to tell you. Um, so Sahan's trying to make me meditate because oh. I'm get, uh, my anxiety is really bad. Does she meditate on a regular basis? Yeah, she practiced Buddhism for quite a few years, so wow. she knows all about it. But yeah. um, she this was before we moved in together. But she called me. Um, she. <coughs> oh. Oh, COVID. sorry, COVID. <laughs> You got a cute sneeze. No, but she, you know, when you meditate, you have to like, now focus on your jaw. Let your jaw relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on your shoulders. Yes, like, let them slump down. Yeah. Sahan was doing that to me. She's like telling me all my body parts to focus on and she just goes, focus on your ass. And now I can't meditate. I cannot meditate because. Relax your ass. She's just like, focus on your ass. And I, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So when I listen to meditation videos on YouTube, I'm like, my ass, my ass. That's so funny. <laughs> All right. All let's right, get let's back go. to shit. Okay, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bad one. So okay. apologies. It's sad. Okay. All right. But it's really interesting. So don't turn off your podcast. Listen, because it's incredible. Stay with us. It's absolutely insane. So my sources are Minute Murder on TikTok, The Salt Lake Tribune, and Herald Extra. Mm-hmm. So this is the story of John Jones. John Jones. Of the Putty Nutty Cave. No, the Nutty Putty. Wait, I've already fucked it up. Nutty Putty. Nutty Putty. I don't know about this. Is that like the ape caves? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really upset. Upsetting. All right. Mm. So John Jones was a 26-year-old medical student at the University of Virginia, as well as a loving husband and soon-to-be father, and he was also a devout Mormon. Himself, as well as 11 other of his eleven other friends of his, decided to go exploring in an area called the Nutty Putty Caves in Utah. Mm-hmm. Now, Nutty Putty Cave is actually a hole on the top of a hill about seven miles west of State Road 68. The naturally formed thermal cave is about 1,500 feet long. Hmm. Its multiple tunnels and passageways lead to a room-like openings, a website for Utah, Utah cave enthusiast explains. So um, I looked up photos of this and I don't know about you, but whenever I research a true crime case, I always go on Instagram and then I go on location and I type up the location to see like the most recent photos people have tagged themselves. Oh, that's a good idea. It's really interesting. No, I haven't done that. Yeah. So I, I did it today. I was um, on the toilet at work and I was looking up Nutty Putty. Why would you not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like super, um, it's kind of like, like um, real weirdly, it almost looks like Australia. Like lots of rock, it's like a flat plain, but then there's these like weird rock formations. It's kind of like hanging rock. Yep. That sort of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. According to the official Nutty Putty Cave website, the area was first discovered in 16, oh shit, in 1960. That's my dyslexia, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The cave is privately owned by Utah State Institutional Trust Land Administration, and you have to have an access pass um, to explore the cave and they've kind of, they've closed it off after this. Okay, here we go. Quote, we were just looking forward to a good time. That's Mike Jones. The, um, he is John's 32 year old brother. Mm -hmm. The group split up with several children and some adults staying in a less dangerous area of the cave while others decided to explore further. Josh Jones, John's brother, which I thought was a choice. So it's Josh, John. I was Josh and John and Mike, and but Mike, Mike's right. not that different. Um, wait, no, he is very different because his name's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, anyway, the, the group split up with several children and some adults staying in a less dangerous area of the cave while others decided to explore further. This is like a whole family kind of day well, trip. Well, they're all then, like, I think a lot of them were like part of the Mormon Oh, right. Scene. So it could have been like a church day trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just, they wanted to go exploring, mm-hmm. which like, cool, do it. But if you don't have experience, a lot can go wrong. So don't, don't fuck around. Mm. It's like the bloody, um... Donner Party. No, no, not the Donner... Oh, yeah, it is like the Donner Party. <laughs> kind of, but, you know, they were they were Because the leaders of the Donner Party didn't... No, not the Donner Party. Um, the... The one we covered with the mysterious... Dietlov? Diet- Dietlov. Oh, Dietlov. Yeah, yeah, Dietlov. That's right. But they <laughs> did have experience. Yeah, they but, were really experienced. But not as is experience. Mm-hmm. These guys had no experience, I don't think. So it basically got to a point um, where they found the nutty putty hole, right? The cave. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to figure out if at the end of the hole it got any – oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm kind of feeling like it's like a volcano. It's literally – like a crater at the top? No, it's – literally it's like a crack. It's oh. a crack in the earth. Oh, wow. It's not even a cave. Yes, technically it's a cave, but it's just think of like a wormhole going into the earth. Right. Yep. It's terrifying. So they find they basically find this little wormhole and John decided to be like, I'm going to see how far it goes. Mm. So he crawled into the, the hole. It's not a good idea. No. That's so scary. Yeah, so John decided to crawl headfirst into the cave, wanting to see if the tunnel would open up to a larger space at the end. Because remember at the beginning I was saying that a lot of these tunnels opened up into like weird rooms. Mm-hmm. Like yep. caverns. Caverns, yeah. Yep. So he went into this hole and wanted to end up in a room. Um, but the further he crawled, the tighter the tunnel became and eventually he was trapped upside down. Ugh. And he was trapped meters under the earth oh no yeah meters i did a tour in a cave once Mm. um my friend in the uk mark he's um underneath bath in somerset there's like a whole series of caves um and some of them are mining caves and um well they're all old mining caves and that was pretty that was pretty scary but he was very experienced and um he had like maps and stuff and we all had like helmets with lights on them and those types of things yeah i mean have you seen the movie the The descent Descent? yes after watching that i could never yeah like that is i've got to rewatch that one it's so good so he had crawled 15 meters from the crack in the surface yeah um, and I guess it had gone downward, so which is why he'd end up ended up in kind of an upside down position. Yeah, it literally nosedived down towards the which. If you're of the trying earth. to, if you're going head first and you're heading down, and you're trying to push yourself backwards, that's gonna be almost impossible. Well, that's it. He was the 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 further he crawled, the tighter it got. Yeah, and he was lodging himself into the cave yep i'm showing you a photo so he was vertically upside down oh that's scary that's really scary but like vertical and it looks to me like there's nowhere else to go there's nowhere oh shit. it was a dead end it was a dead end and he's literally he upside, was upside down. down that's horrible and he could not move so his brother said i was only able to see his two feet that was hanging so his that brother was hanging there he, in the crevice. Did his brother follow him behind him in the Yeah. Um, right, okay. And then they, they they backed out. Yeah. Thank God. I wasn't able to see more because he was engulfed in the crevice itself. The crevice, um, where oh, here's here it is, where Jones was trapped was about hundred and fifty feet below ground. Mm, that's too an scary. L shaped area of the cave known as Bob's Push or Birth Canal. Which is only about 18 inches wide and 10 inches deep. Shit. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, that's like really little. Yeah. You, tiny. 
and it, it got smaller and smaller as he crawled. Yeah. When it became clear that John couldn't move, um, rescuers were called to the scene. At one point, more than 50 rescuers were there trying to free John. They manually chipped away at the edges of the rock as well as, trying, um, as well as tying John's feet with a rope to try to pull him out. They were passing him hydrolyte throughout the day because mm-hmm. he's upside down. Mm. Like, and it looks like his head is kind of like in this tiny little space. Yeah. That it's almost kind of like a, a, a bubble of rock around yeah, him. Completely. So I'm guessing that it's going to be hard to breathe down there. It's going to be real stuffy oh, what little oxygen you've got because your body is blocking the oxygen supply from the tunnel. Horrible. So and he's upside down, so you're going to be feeling dizzy. Yeah, I guess it's only a matter of time. The blood would rush to your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to vomit? Yeah, yeah. And it's dark. Yeah. John had been trapped nearly upside down for twelve hours at this point, Mm. with fluids pooling dangerously in his head and lungs. The shock of the injury could kill him at this point. Mm -hmm. John was six feet tall and weighed 200 pounds, and it soon became clear that his legs would be broken if they removed him by pulling him out feet first. Shortly so after, he's really stuck. He's, yeah. Shortly after the rescuers arrived, they got a set of heavy-duty air chisels and drills, which they would then use to, re-bu- to rebuild a pulley system designed to pull John out of the, of the crevice. They initially created the pulley system using climbing cams, but the anchors couldn't get a strong grip in the layer of powdery calcite yeah. that coated the cave's walls. Hmm. When the new system, drilled into the rock, was finished, the team would inch John up. Ryan, which was one of the rescuers, um, would try to shift John from the eight from the eight and a half inch wide side of the crevice where he was stuck moving him to the slightly wider side of the crevice. Next, the crew would pull as hard as they could. They had medicine ready to give John intravenously Mm -hmm. immediately after they freed him. The plan was, rescuers thought, their last best hope, John was beginning to lose touch with the reality because he was in darkness. So they just wanted to pull him out bit by bit by bit. Yep. Um, right. Because the, the tunnel is really long. Yeah. It's not just like lifting a dead weight. They had to like physically drag him along this shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then John started yelling out, help me get out. I don't want to be on my head. Oof. John would then switch between being calm um, with coherent conversation to helplessly thrashing his legs in sheer panic. Yep. Which would then exhaust you. So he's starting to freak out now. Yep. He then started to talk about his love for his family and rescuers managed to bring a telecom where they reached the little transmitter box all the way down to where John's head was so he could talk to his wife, Emily. I love you. Just keep fighting. Emily's voice crackled through the box and the other rescuers could hear John crying at this point. When the pulley system was finished... It was 4 p.m. on November 25th, and John had been trapped for 19 hours. Oh, my God. But rescuers finally had the power to pull him out. The rope was strung through nearly 15 tandem pulleys drilled into the wall of the cave. Closest to John, the rope went through a natural arch in the wall just above the crack where he was trapped. John, they started to lift John's body out of the crevice at this point. With each tug, he moved a little further. Then his feet hit the low ceiling and he screamed. They all paused um, to give him a rest because he was in pain. I feel like you're getting my hopes up. Like, I really want this to succeed. (laughs) Just wait. Uh Um, He was able, they had moved him, they had moved him up quite a bit at this point and he was actually able to look up and see one of the rescuers, which was the first time he had seen another person in hours. He would have felt so good about that. Yeah. His face was covered in mud and his eyes were red from crying and being upside down, mm-hmm. but there was no blood and he was looking okay. Um, he said, it sucks. I'm upside down. I can't believe I'm upside down. But he smiled. But he, w- he was at this point, he was still quite positive. Um, my legs are killing me. 20 minutes later, um, they tried to pull him up again, 
Then people screamed and saw that the stone arch the pulley was connected to had collapsed, landing on one of the rescuers and resulting in John sliding all the way back into the hole head first. No. Mm. Um, And this rock fall was actually really, really damaging to one of the main rescuers, Ryan. I'm pretty sure he he broke his jaw. Wow. He actually, like, his tongue was split in in half, (gasps) like covered in blood they thought he had lost an eye but he was just covered in blood oh wow so they had to kind of rotate rescuers it had been hours at this point um they called out to john but he was starting to give up he kept calling out saying he wasn't going to make it out and that he knew he'd die in the hole the other rescuers kept calling out to keep his hopes up but soon john fell quiet and his breathing began to slow While one of the rescuers waited for a drill to make a new pulley hole, they tried to wrap a rope around John's waist. He lowered himself into the wider end of the crack, but it was too tight to work the rope all the way around John. He asked John to suck in his stomach, but he didn't respond. Then it was that rescuer who was stuck. So then they had to remove that rescuer, which took 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, When he finally got the drill, he stood in the crack next to John and pointed up drilling madly, struggling in the damp, humid conditions. He tried to put the pulley in and found the hole was too small. Quote, he's dying right now. He has a heartbeat, but he's had difficulty breathing before I got there. You can't get someone down there before he, before he dies. Do, are they monitoring, monitoring his breathing and yeah. his vital signs? Yeah, they're trying to. With some sort of device. They're just feeling for his pulse, but they, they actually couldn't feel his pulse in his legs like f- hours beforehand. Right. I think because they were already pretty broken. Right. Or like lost circulation. Mm, mm. Um, and one of, the, one of the rescuers actually had promised John that he would get him out. So he didn't want John to lose hope. Mm. Um, they again lowered the telecom into the hole so Emily, his wife, could talk to John. She told him to rest while they figured something else out and that she'd give him the biggest hug when he was out. But John wasn't responding. He was unconscious. Nearly 28 hours after John was first trapped in the hole, he was pronounced dead. Oh, no. But removing John after his death would be even harder than it was when he was alive. Now he couldn't physically help them by wriggling. Mm -hmm. He couldn't push himself up. He couldn't twist through a rocky corkscrew that led out of the tunnel. So they agreed. They couldn't put the rescuers in any more danger. The cave would be his final resting place. Cruz would seal it with concrete at its main entrance. That is so sad. Both to to give the family peace and to prevent another injury. Um, and that's his final resting place. It's st- he's, he's his body is still, still there. there. He's still Upside stuck in the down. cave. Yeah. And on June the fifteenth, um, his baby was born, and they named the baby John. When did this happen? Two thousand and nine. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Um. But it's really. I think it's almost like more upsetting that his body's still there. Like he's in like he's eternal, eternally anguish. Yeah. He's. It's like in medieval times they would. Bury people upside down. That well, that was like a form of torture. Oh wow, it's really rugged, isn't it? It's literally just like a hole in the ground in the desert. The, the, couldn't like they, his, his, I know this sounds kind of like extravagant, but couldn't they excavate it just to get his body out? I mean, because his body is there, know. and that means his family has to suffer forever, knowing that his body is still there upside I down. I think the thought. Just the thought alone of being like, my husband's body is trapped in a tiny hole in the desert is disgusting. And I think you said at the start that it was like heritage listed or native listed or something like that. Yeah, it's part of a national park. I'm guessing that they're not allowed to excavate it or really make damage it in any way. Probably not. I mean... I don't know. Like, I don't... I hate the thought that they filled it with concrete. Yeah, it's... It's so disturbing. This gave me chills. That is really sad. And there's a plaque on the concrete with his face on it. Oh. But, um, 
I think it's quite there's something really scary about it. it that is super scary. Like, That's like a really, really bad way to go. Sick feeling about this story, just knowing that he's like still upside down with his feet, yeah, sticking out. Well, mm. well, it's obviously he's deep, but just the thought of him being upside down still. Yeah, that is really sad. Freaks me out. Poor guy. It's really sad, and like there's. He was at first like, it's just it's a. I think it's heartbreaking. That's that's Being super upside sad. Down in a dark hole in the earth. Yeah, and 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 getting the hope of being lifted out and then falling back in. I've got a massive headache now after reading after listening to that. I feel so stressed out now. Yeah, I felt. Really I'm not sick. really into that kind of thing. Like you know, going into. Sorry, I mean small. It's the places human, and that sort human, of thing thought process isn't it like let's invade every to single explore. thing on the planet it's like a curiosity thing isn't it's it like, don't it's like yeah. a deep 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 ocean don't maybe don't touch that area cave, tiny caves don't. yeah there's not humans are only humans like the, re- the at one point it, it said it said from 50 rescuers to 170 rescuers not were involved in this we're case. Trying to get him out. Wow, they could, still could not because they would have had to work in shifts, I guess, because he was there for two 20, days. Yeah, twenty-eight hours. That is a tragic story. Horrible. But I suppose if it wasn't for people, intrepid people, and curious people, there would be so much about this planet that we wouldn't know. Yeah, true. But even, so, like, does that make us? Is it good to be ignorant or is it good to be safe? Well, yeah, true. But like, if it weren't for those people that wanted to explore there'd still be a lot more like the aboriginals probably wouldn't have all been fucking obliterated by white people and there'd be a lot of animal species that weren't extinct because people didn't discover them and want their coats for yeah but there's a lot of people that are explorers that are that you know that are are advocates for nature i agree i agree look I don't like that story. No. It is like, really creepy makes, and I feel so sorry for him. Yeah. It makes you feel sick. That poor guy. It's And he's a really nice looking man too. Aww. Like It's sad. And he kept saying from the hole, he's like, I'm too fat. Like I, sh- I knew I should have lost weight. Like if I, wa- oh if I weren't this fat, you'd be able to get me out. And one of the rescuers was saying, "Um, you know, man, when you get out, I'll be your gym buddy like he was trying so hard to give him keep hope. his spirits up and he just kept saying i'm too fat <sighs> okay i'm gonna tell you a story now Yay. and it's we're going avis Car rentals. It's about car rentals. So my sources were thewest.com.au, virginaustralia.com, oh wikipedia, mamamia.com, thrifty.com.au, cultnation.com, farinarestoration.com, walkingessay.org.au, and ghostcrimetours.com.au. I cannot figure out what this is about. So far you've got like Virgin <laughs> Airlines, yeah, right? Ghosts and um, hire cars. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about three creepy towns in Australia. Yes. And now the reason that there are, are, is a lot of information on this um, on car rental websites is because in a, a couple of these, they used to have like ghost tours, but now the ghost tours have, they, they don't offer them anymore. So they're like, Hey, rent a car from us and go to these creepy locations. You'd think that that would be more of a liability for the car rental business. Trying to, they're trying to get the dollars. I don't yeah. know. I don't I mean, know. Do the same. But yeah. And also like Virgin Australia, they're like, you know, I guess not everyone wants to go to a beach and drink margaritas. You know, sometimes people want to travel to places and, and see some dead people. See some dead people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with the town. You'll probably know a couple of these. I'm only doing three. Frankston. N- not Frankston. 
The Ambassador Hotel. There's none in Victoria, actually. What? Uh, so let's start with the town of Picton, which you may have heard of. I just know Robert Picton. And I uh, know that's the pig farmer, the yeah. killer pig farmer. So Picton is a small town which is located 80 kilometres southwest of Sydney. And it's a historic town in Australian standards. Uh, It was founded in 1821 and it was originally called Stone Quarry. And people who are into the paranormal in Australia will know the name of Picton because of its famous haunted railway tunnel. Oh, I want to go so Me too. We should totally go. So this tunnel is associated with many ghost stories coming from tragic deaths in or near the tunnel. Mm, So it's kind of cursed. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It's like, you know that um, there's a bridge that goes over a river in, I think it's in Scotland, and, like, it's known because... The Screaming Bridge, isn't it? uh, I don't know if it's the same one, but there's one where, like, dogs throw themselves off it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one of those places. Yeah, yeah. So the tunnel, um, it was at once at one point called the Red Bank Range Railway Tunnel, and some people also call it the Old Picton Tunnel. And it was built around 1867, and it was also used in World War II for storing ammunition and storing mustard gas spray tanks. Jesus. So it's, I think it used to be a rail line, but then it was used for other things. Mm. And another time, it was used as a mushroom farm, which I thought was cute. Because it's cold and dark, I guess. So it's no longer in use? There's no trains going through it? No. A mushroom farm. I would love to go to a mushroom farm. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure, like, trains haven't gone through it, like, for a while. So one of the ghosts known in the area is called Emily Bollard. And back in 1916, late one night, Emily was walking through the tunnel and she was hit by a train and killed. Girl, how do you not see the train? I know. Well, I guess maybe it's a really long tunnel and you're like, uh, well... I either run back the way I came, and uh, maybe it was so long, like she had no sense of direction, choice. You know, like the well, train's coming real like, fast. You're like, uh, there's no like edge. Yeah, like you, you know what I mean. Like it's like, a, God, why are we doing both doing an episode on going through tunnels. tunnels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, Gemma. it's not the type of tunnel that's like you know a train station where you've got like a platform. No, I mean, it's what like you, a tube. you either put yourself real flat against the wall. It's like in a Stephen King movie type. Yeah, like a tube. Yeah, like yeah. a tube. <clears throat> and the local newspaper wrote, "Miss Emily Bollard was found dead on the railway line near the gates at Picton this morning, having apparently been knocked down by a train." Um, so some people have seen Emily walking through the tunnel even a hundred years after her death. And she sometimes appears as a flowing figure with no face. Cool. I love yep. no faces. <laughs> it's like it's like no face. From Imagine like away. throwing this ghost a surprise party for the birthday and it's like I can't see I your can't tell if so you're surprised or not. Can you, like, do jazz hands or something? Yeah, do jazz hands. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's crying. (laughs) We can't tell. (laughs) Shadow fingers. Shadow fingers. Shadow figures are also seen (laughs) here. And weird lights, too, which appear above people's heads. Mm. Also, the usual haunting sort of stuff happens as well, like like electrical equipment, like, doesn't work and um, it gets really cold, that sort of thing. Zach Baggins rocks up and yells, like a dickhead. show yourself. Oh, he's so cringe. <laughs> with, his, with his oxygen Poor mask. cameraman that's just like having to like trudge along behind him. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yelling his like Bible verses and oh, Come that. on, ghost. I'm not scared of you. Show us your ass. Show yourself. Are you afraid? Sorry, Zach Baggins. He apparently <laughs> blocks people if like you talk bad against him. Fine, block us. Yeah, block us, Zach Baggins. What difference does it make to us? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we could put it in our Insta bio. True. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag blocked by Zach Baggins. <laughs> Est 2020. <laughs> so here's a cool story from the website cultnation.com. 
by writer Megan McRae, um, who writes, One story once told to me by a friend details a ghost train that haunts the tunnel. He told me he and his non-believing uncles toured one of the now defunct tours of Picton. When they reached the tunnel, he said, suddenly they noticed this light in the distance. The sound of a steam train overwhelmed the tunnel. He said... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. What's Thomas that? the Tank Engine. Oh. That's what you hear coming <laughs> down the tunnel. No, I think this is a little bit scarier. That would be terrifying. I would rather hear the sound of an actual train than imagine you being in a dark tunnel and hearing in the distance the Thomas the Tank Engine theme song. And a claymation claymation train face. Fucking face. Gordon. The huge cheeks and the massive rolling eyeballs. That would be horrific. They did a good surprise face though. Yeah, it's disgusting. Looks like something's been injected into something, someone's (laughs) Someone's tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) He said everyone, including the tour guide, screamed, get up against the walls. Uh, So remember, this tunnel has been inactive for almost 50 years at the time. He claims he felt the wind on his face as he closed his eyes and the train passed. Mm. What the hell? That is cool. Yeah, I'd like to to see that. There is a ghost girl at the local cemetery called St. Mark's Cemetery. The girl is Blanche Moon and she was cool 11 name. when she yeah I know. And she was 11 when she died. Her father was a timber worker and she was playing on some railway sleepers with oh, some girl, other kids stop. and she fell off and died. Jesus. Just don't don't have kids <laughs> and don't build trains. This happened in 1886 and this is interesting because there's a photo of um, which I Forgot to download, sorry. Um, there's uh, a photo of two ghost kids in this cemetery. Um, and they just kind of like, you can see the sort of their outline. They look like they're playing tag or something, like one's chasing the other. Oh. And um, the other kid in the picture, people think, is a little boy called David Shaw. And he died of polio in 1946. So there's actually 60 years between yeah. their deaths. So hopefully they play together. In well, the if they're playing tag, maybe one of them's being chased by the other. Yeah. Like a spooky chase, not like a fun chase. Which I think is really cool. Like a m- malicious chase. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, I thought I had a photo of it, but I didn't. Anyway, so there are loads of other places in Picton that are supposed to be haunted too, such as the old maternity hospital, the Wallandilly Shire Hall, the Imperial Hotel... Uh, which I looked up on Facebook and apparently it's like derelict and people are like, oh, the new owners, let it just go to hell and someone mm. needs to buy it and bring it back so it. that we can go see bands again. We should do – God, there's always – in every town there's an Imperial Hotel yep. that <laughs> used to be a venue f- for live music and then it gets sold out. Yep. Except for Broken Hill. Their Imperial Hotel is great. Oh, cool. But Which hopefully we'll get to visit in September. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, so, and also there's the local creek, the Stone Quarry Creek, where um, a few people have drowned and people say that they can hear drowning people. What does that sound like? It's like splashing and screaming. and So like a lake. <laughs> Don't walk away. (laughs) So apparently for years there was a husband and wife team that ran Picton Ghost Tours, but they got some kind of, I think it was like a local backlash from the council or Mm. something like that, and they had to close in 2011, which is really sad um, and unfortunate for the town because apparently they brought in a lot of tourists, and you would think to a small town, like they would want the tourists to go to their restaurants and stay in their hotels and you know, eat brunch and, and dance on their train tracks, get and deconstructed lattes, and stand in the cemetery and on the tombstones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deconstructed lattes, ugh, the worst. <laughs> I'm still angry about that deconstructed hot chocolate I had that time. What? Where? In Was Wellington. I with you? No, I told you about it. 
I just wanted a hot chocolate. And she bought it all out separately with like. Sometimes people like I it was to furious. be like that. They like, want it just to be like. Give me a fucking hot ri- chocolate. The ritual. The ritual of the hot chocolate. What's the point of paying when you can just do that at home? Yeah, I know. But, you know, some people have the time. Yeah, and well, uh, they're not. not us. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this next one is not haunted to my knowledge, but it's abandoned. It's called the abandoned town of Farina. A whole town. Yeah, That's it's, awesome. this is really weird. It's a very small town. Um, so when you think about aban- abandoned towns, I usually think of America. You know, they've oh, got I all these ghost Asia. towns from like the, the, the gold rush and that kind of thing. But mm. apparently, yeah, and Asia as well. But apparently we have a few here as well. Um, so apparently, so this, this town is, is called Farina. It's located in the Lake Eyre Basin in South Australia. Um, so it's kind of like central South Australia mm. and to the east a little bit. And back in the day, it was part of the railway line and it was an agricultural settlement. But now it's basically a main street of like, I would say decaying old buildings, but like it's really just almost their foundations. Like they've How just literally the fallen down. Like original. Uh, so the town was founded in 1878. So the buildings would be beautiful. Yeah, they're like that really nice colonial sandstone. Sure, that's her- that would have to be heritage listed. Well, you would think, but it's just so remote. Um, so the town was originally supposed to be used for grain farming. And in the early years, they got really good rainfall and things were going well. And they actually um, had a population of about 600 at one time. But after decades of drought and dust storms, the town was abandoned by its last residents in the early 1980s. I heard. Uh, I read that apparently the post office shut in the sixties, and they kind of like things. People just can't kind of left. Just left. Yeah. Um, oh. So the when the town was in full use, there were two hotels, probably an imperial, <laughs> an underground bakery, um, which apparently seems to be revived. There's like these stone steps going underground, and people go in there, and they actually. I don't know why a bakery needs to be underground. What is what's that? Maybe it's the temperature maybe yeah maybe maybe. like the stuff is baked underground and the shops up the top wait possibly i don't know i'm not really sure what the significance of an underground bakery is nick will probably know yeah nick tell us (laughs) why the bakery is underground um there was a bank there were two breweries a general store an anglican church five blacksmiths a school a very small hospital that was basically a house and a brothel. Wow. Which is, I find hilarious because Five like. Five blacksmiths and a brothel. If you went, if, if dudes are going to a brothel, like it, it would be really hard to keep that secret in a small town. Oh, like it's that small. Be, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, anyway. So a few kilometers away is the Farina Cemetery, which has a section for the Afghani population of Farina, who ran the camel trains to get people and supplies wow. across the desert before the railway was built. That's incredible. So we're talking about, you know, tough times. Yeah. Back in the day. And in 2009, volunteers started to restore the buildings. And there's a walking tour that you can do, which it takes like, it says 30 minutes to an hour. So it's a really small so town. So they're doing tours in this abandoned town. Yeah, well, they, they want to build it up again. Well, good, because my main worry is, like, graffitiing and stuff. It's in the desert. Like, mm. you know, who's who's going to go out there just to graffiti? Oh, little assholes. Uh, I guess. Um, well, it it's easier for them to do now because there's a road that goes there, a real road. <sighs> yeah, you, but <laughs> do these people have their licences? Probably not. Um, There's a campground um, because it's in the middle of nowhere. Mm. So volunteers go to the town every year between May and July to do restoration work. That's bizarre. Um, Last – well, in in November 2020, they announced they'd installed solar power for the town, which is good because they were using generators up until that point. Mm. Um, And next year, they're planning to get a Telstra phone tower and Wi-Fi. But are there any people living there? Um, so in like the next 
I don't even know if it's the next town, but there's a homestead. Mm. I think it's called Farina Homestead or Farina Station. Mm. And there's a husband and wife that live there. And I think you can stay there. And they do like, um, you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner mm. and that kind of thing. And they've, it used to, you used to have to go there with like off-road vehicles because like it was just dusty road. But now it's like a real road now. So, yeah, That's hopefully. Crazy. And it's, yeah, it's nuts. And it's cool because I don't think these people are getting a great deal of funding. So, yeah, that's why they can only go out there for, like, three months a year, stay in a caravan with no running water. It would be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. Um, But I guess they do it in wintertime because it's flipping hot. Oh, I'd love to do it in the heat. Really, really, really. It's, like, 45 degrees out there. I love heat. Love it. I'm so bummed that this summer has been shit so far. (laughs) Give me a hot day. So the next one, the last town I'm going to talk about is a town called Kapunda, which... Have you heard of Kapunda? Is it in New South Wales? It's in South Australia. No. Um, it's apparently the most haunted town in Australia. Cool. It's located near the Barossa wine region and it was, I, be, I think it was founded in the 1840s or in the 1840s it started to get really successful. One right. of those. I think it was founded in the 1840s though. And it was a copper mining town. Okay. So there's a National Trust-listed building there called the North Kapunda Hotel, and this is apparently the most haunted pub in the country. We've got to go there. We have to I go there. why. So there's been a few murders there, mm-hmm. and unfortunately some of these murders have been of sex workers. Which is not a surprise. And no, it's not a surprise, but, you know, still unfortunate, oh, obviously, yeah, because sure. we don't believe in the less dead here. That's it. So there's a ghost woman with a little girl that have been seen there and people think that it's one of the sex workers that was murdered and then her daughter later got sick and died. So they Mm. still haunt the pub together. People also get yelled at and pushed by invisible people in the corridor, which which they call the hallway to hell. Cool. Got to have a gimmick. God, I want to go there. (laughs) I can just picture the... Old, I don't you love an old country pub? Yes, with the carpet, the, they all smell the same. Do they do a good Palmer? Do they do Palmer in a pint? I don't need Palmer, so uh. maybe they do an awesome veggie burger for us Melbourne people and a deconstructed latte, <laughs> <laughs> a deconstructed burger. Yeah, you get a whole head of lettuce that you have to cut out yourself. Like, just go in the kitchen, do it yourself. <laughs> Um, and also, back in the day, this hotel was used to store dead bodies. Ooh, so I guess go. it's this kind of like when spooky. a town doesn't have like a morgue, it's they like, it well, let's just pub. put it in the cold storage at the pub. Yeah, put it next to the ice cream. Next to the beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. So I mentioned before that Kapunda was a copper mining town, so I'm guessing that there was quite a few accidents back then involving the mines and there was one miner that was injured his name was Hugh and he ended up for some reason they ended up taking him to the North Kapunda Hotel and putting him in room 14 where they had to perform an amputation on his leg okay and then he ended up dying of blood loss and shock they didn't do it right then well you know this is like the 1840s and You know, it's a situation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's when the local paper wanted to know. That's I can just imagine you being a, a doctor. Situ- it's a situation. And like, <laughs> they'd be like, doctor, you have to come and check out what do we do with this patient whose who's leg is crushed. And you're just going, oh, well, it is a situation. And they're just walking out. <laughs> and everyone's like, thank you, doctor. Good one, Gemma. <laughs> Knew we could count on you. And I'm not sure how this works, but there's also the ghost of a bike rider that goes up and down the local road, uh, and he's got one leg. Well, it's the guy that we were just talking about. So is that Hugh? Is it Hugh? Yeah, yeah. Hugh never know. <laughs> oh, no, she did not go there. So there's also a place called the Chapel Street Theatre, which used to be a church, and people say that they've seen the ghost of the priest there. Um, whispering towards the stage. Oh, it's very melodramatic. Yes. 
Now, I want to give a shout out to Ghost Crime Tours. Um, Followed them on Instagram, who um, I got a lot of this information from mm-hmm. their website. And they have a new book that's just come out. It's called Ghost Crime Tales. And it's by the two guys that run the tours. They're called David Hogg and Darren Backus. They seem to be really, really interesting guys. They both look like wizards. <laughs> and they've both studied demonology. Oh, Um, And the book is about haunted locations and historic crimes in South Australia. So I'm going to be getting that. And as we know, South Australia, it seems like a quiet place and pretty and they do nice wine and everything. But all the weirdest stuff comes out of South Australia. All the weirdest stuff. Oh, and um, these these guys, um, Ghost Crime Tours, they do paranormal lock-ins at the North Kapunda oh. Hotel. Oh, my God. I'd and love to do that. And a few other places too, like the old Adelaide Jail they do. Damn. Um, and they do loads of different, like, crime tours around Adelaide. Oh, I love so it. So definitely go give those guys a follow. Um, and that's my story. I love it. Oh, I just – I'm. I think Makes you just want to travel. Right? Like a good road trip. We won't be going to Picton though, because no, COVID. Sydney. <laughs> Sydney. We well, can't get to New South Wales right now. Just, just so everybody knows, everyone in the world, um, the state that is north of us called New South Wales. Um, at it, the border's closed, isn't it? Yeah, and they were really mean to us for months. They were really mean to Victoria because we like, had a really ad, um, bad outbreak, and we. We're in lockdown for three and a half months. And now they're having a really bad outbreak. And we're all like, oh, oh here I am on the beach. Oh, with a mask. no mask. Yeah. I remember when we were trapped in Melbourne and I had friends in Sydney who had Victorian license plates on their cars. Yeah. They were getting like scratched. Their cars <gasps> were getting keyed because of what? their Victorian license plates. They were getting yelled at, spat at because of Victorian license plates. So, I you know have what? to admit, though, I saw like a car a few days ago with a New South Wales license plate, and I did have a little bit of a "you're not supposed to be here" kind of reaction. <laughs> like, like, why? How did you get across? <laughs> <laughs> you get this like prejudice happening. Oh yeah, god damn! <laughs> I'm lucky I'm not living in Sydney still because my my car. When I was super homesick, when I was living in Sydney, and I was homesick for the peninsula, I stuck stickers all over my car with like mornington our safety speed is 15 like all this bullshit (laughs) like i love the mornington peninsula all this pretentious crap but um a cow a kangaroo and a duck Um, muru duck muru duck that should be my school anthem (laughs) shout out to muru duck primary school (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no thank god because my car would have been totaled from all the melbourne hate yeah haters of melbs yeah anyway you guys thanks for stopping by thanks for listening to us again uh follow us on instagram follow us on facebook and uh until next time subscribe give us a good review gives oh yeah yeah that would be awesome we never say that yeah it's a good review give us a review um we're really trying (laughs) yeah it's been a hard year i know everyone has had a really tough year but even small things that you could do to help out. I mean, we're still doing this whole thing without any form of income. Yeah. Like we're coming in after work or before work or during study and whatever else. And it's hard work to, you know. Um, so even if you could just write a review that's nice, tell a friend to listen to us, share, yep. share us, I don't know. Recommend us. That would be great. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your creepy friends. Tell your creepy friends because I don't want any like we are a straight ass Christian people. listening being like, mm, this is inappropriate. I'm going to write a three star review because I'm a twat. <laughs> so I only give the, give this to cool people. Okay. But not people right? in New South Wales. Because I'll be listening and I'll be watching. And when you've got your earbuds in your little ear canals, another tunnel – Except tunnel of your head. That's the theme of the story, theme of the episode today. Just know that I will be there watching and listening. If you're on the toilet, I'm there. If you're in the car, I'm there. If you're um, feeling lonesome and you've got your shirt off and you're covering yourself with butter, guess what? I'm there. Whatever. I don't judge. If you're leaving (laughs) trees in underground car parks, I'm there. 
She's there. Um, Gemma is currently on a mission to bully everyone whose name is Hugh. <laughs> Turn your name into a pun. So um, <laughs> if you're Hugh. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, I'm trapped. <laughs> uh, until next time, you guys, don't forget to meditate. Relax your ass. Yeah, think of your ass. Think of your ass. Think of your ass. Be creepy. But don't be a creep. Woo! Do you know sad. when we did that cave walk thing that we did, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we came into this cavern and there was like this crack in in the rock that we had to climb through, and there was like six of us or something like that everyone I was like right you go first you go first you go first and then it came to me and I couldn't get my boobs through oh my god so (laughs) these two guys my two friends had to help me and I was like wait did they grab your boobs and like squish them down um not really they ended up kind of like grabbing an arm each and then I had to kind of like push my way through why'd you go in girl that's, I didn't that's know there was gonna be telling a... you not to go in yeah I look I've learned my lesson I have learned my if lesson the now boobies don't fit you must quit you must quit, <laughs> must quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing uh, yeah, I learned my lesson. I didn't know it was going to be. I don't know. It, I, I, you know, I was like, dude, you told me there was going to be like a path and everything and like internet. No, they didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was creepy. But it was mostly Gross. creepy because like there's this big dark cabin behind me and I'm like, there, what if there's a creature in there and it's going to eat my legs? Ugh, don't go in the cave, people. Don't go in the cave. Just don't go in the cave. <laughs>